Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Good morning, and howdy-do. It's a beautiful day here in D.C. live, and hey, pandemic-free, another day. Wow. Very excited about that. Andrea, how are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. It's been a whirlwind of a weekend, lots of things going on, catching up from a lot of things. And Ken, I heard you have really good news from yesterday. Do you want well, to share? You know, I was going to keep it private, but... <laughs> This is Voice America. We just let the secrets out. So, <laughs> Well, I'm super proud of it, so I want you to share with everyone. All right. Well, we, that is Kenny and myself, went to the 10th Annual Arts and Author Extravaganza and supported Kimberly Roth Hollinsworth, and she is so amazing. She attracted all these cool authors, people that are sharing their legacy and getting on stage and sharing their books. It was really a cool event. But Kenny stole the show, and he went up to me at certain parts of the show, and he said, at the event, he said, it seems like I'm the most popular person here. And I said, I think you might be. He says, am I the youngest? I said, yes, you are. And he says, I think I have the most books, too. So he was pretty happy. Um, he had uh, he got his face painted with the Minecraft um, Minecraft face, I guess. And there's going to be some photos posted of that on Facebook later. But yeah, amazing event. Kimberly did it uh, just an extraordinary job, as she always does, attracting artists and authors. It was in the Cherry Hill near Philadelphia area, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we had uh, Gordon Brodecki come, and uh, Sarah O'Connor, or Sarah O'Connor, is actually going to be representing Kenny's books in Philadelphia and beyond. So she's Beautiful. going to go to schools and let them know how gorgeous these books are and how helpful they would be in teaching kids to love learning. How Those about you? of you who are new to the show, uh, you may not realize who Kenny is or K3, who we're referring to. That's Ken's eight-year-old son, who is a published author. He has five books that he uh, completed with the help of his dad, and including being the smartest <laughs> kid in the room and some riddle books and joke books and fact books. Uh, excellent opportunities to get your child motivated and excited about facts and information so that they can uh, learn and grow their mind. So congratulations, Ken, on you. And Kenny doing that, and I'm super glad. Did he go, go on stage and speak then as well? He was a little apprehensive, so we went together. Oh, per perfectly acceptable. Uh, my, when my daughter was 11, I still went on stage with her. So <laughs> there you go. He's only eight. Well, so, actually, uh, I just broke away from my dad only two years ago. I always had to hold his hand <laughs> on stage. So. It was really oh, something at the DJ jobs when I was doing the weddings. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that people loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did I do this week? I don't remember what I did. Uh, so many uh, f fantastic things. Oh, yeah, I went to a, a pinball expo uh, down in Columbus, Ohio with our friend Trent Augustine, uh, where I had the pleasure of meeting two uh, gentlemen. Um, uh, John Borg was one of them, Tim Sexton. They both have had their hands in, literally, in the design and software engineering of different pinball machines uh, that are uh, super fun and fabulous with Stern 
Corporation uh, Stern Pinball Games uh, in Chicago. So super excited to meet them and take their picture. And they're going to be on a show with us in the future because there's a different, uh, you know, when it comes to games and sound and bringing in all the different famous people's um, different words and actions into the game is quite fun. And I think Kenny might enjoy hearing about pinball if he's never experienced that, Ken. <laughs> and there was another <clears throat> lovely event I had too, actually in the morning. One was I met with someone you know, James Hutchings. He's with Incarcerated Lives Matter, and he came out to the uh, office with several of his um, board members from his organization, and I met Skinny. Skinny is one of the neatest guys, and Ty, and also Imani, and they're all going to do books called for The Hope is Dope. So excited about their contributions. They're doing really great things, and they have a great message, obviously a couple messages, and so... They were photographed, and then Amy Hamilton came out, and she's doing a. She already submitted her chapter, so we're getting this new thing where we meet somebody, they do their chapter, then they come to the studio and they submit their photo, and bada bing. So I think uh, volume four of Dose of Hope: Dopamine, Oxytocin, Serotonin, Endorphins going in your mind and in your brain and in your mindset, and hope coming out. So that is. The game we're playing right now, Dose of Hope. And of course, we need to say a shout out to our sponsors. Look at this man. Come on now. I know. Look at that beautiful shirt. It we'll makes me want to dance. That one. When Joe the was shirt- dancing, I wanted to dance. Yes. The shirts are from menfashion.com menfashion.com so Ken can look so sporty and so handsome on stage and on, on, on camera and and dapper and we want to thank the red carpet connection publicity and sponsorship the umbrella syndicate big events USA perfect publishing voice America influencers channel mymakeuplady.com Lynn Benavides the EMF fix com and uh, we want to remind you that you should totally love on iEnergy iEnergy.com that we're helping with them build the turbine uh, engine so that they can do all the research and development and don't forget about the keepsmilingmovement.com your contributions both with your stories and your financial um, donations as well as uh, things in kind like printing and publishing uh, costs and paper and mailings and whatever else uh, points for airplanes uh, luggage anything you can think of that we could utilize to help save lives with smiles by by creating a dose of hope with a keep smiling movement is so welcome and we have a new sponsor as well and that's digital on demand digital on demand and that's why joe is here today ken and i'll tell you what we're going to have to cut down on these sponsors we're not going to have a show but I, there are there's a shout out i want to give because this is a very special shout out there was something else i did this weekend and that is go to the paris hotel in las vegas and cover the 10th annual so i did two 10th annuals Getting the theme here, 10th nice. Annual International Implantology Conference, and mm. Dr. Sammy Nubisi, Dr. Sammy Nubisi. Mm-hmm. Nubisi, uh from Cameroon of all places, French, good guy, and he is the first person that actually uh, started the uh, Keep Smiling movement in the DMV area, and of course, we had Dr. Emily Latran, who did the national one, so it's people like Sammy that actually play really big with our movement. And although they may not understand it completely, they're digging the fact that it is about smiles and his uh, practice here in Silver Spring, Maryland is miles of smiles. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot about bees.social. You can't forget about, no, listen, you can't forget about (laughs) bees.social. 
I cannot. That is a crypto literacy program for the people by the people. All right, Ken, I'm super, super excited about today's guest. He has become a really fantastic friend. Let me ask him to he seems turn like a good guy. camera on. He is. Um, my boy, I love how like every week it seems like I'm learning something new on this. Oh, look, let's ask him to unmute. And oh, there we go. Cool. All right. So this is Dr. Doctor, I, I just gave you a doctorate, an honorary one, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Doctor all good. <laughs> Mr. Always Good, Joe Mogazel. Joe Mogazel, he has been in sales since he was 19 years old. And the funny, a great story about him is when he was 19 and wanted this job in f- furniture sales, uh, he at first applied and applied against people who were 35 years and older. And he ended up getting hired after 21 days. Was it because of so many different reasons or his resume? No, absolutely not. It was because of his follow-up and his follow-through and his personality. 21 days of following up until the guy was like, how can I not hire Joe Mogazel? Joe Mogazel has done amazing things in the world of sales, and he is never selling. He is always getting from hello to yes without tricks or tips. Joe Mogazel, thank you, Mr. Always Good. Always good. Always and always good. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Ken and Andrea for having me here today. And thank you for all the kind words you said. I do appreciate it. Well, Mm. Joe, I have to say it was uh, after I think the 20th no, you're not going to be on the show that we actually had to say finally. (laughs) Yes. I mean, every single day you called until you're on the show. So thank you so much for being persistent. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you said you just started smiling recently so that's awesome so that's really yeah yep yeah. it was I, you know i was always good but never smiling so yeah and so with us having a key smiling movement yeah so joe would send a smile shot of him and he's like this is my very first smile and he said this is my very second smile and by the 21st i get we're just going to keep seeing smiles every day so we had to bring him on you do have a great smile absolutely i'm buying i'm all in i'm buying you got a great smile thank you and you i have to tell you you're, you're also uh your smile and your energy and engagement caused me to really dance a little bit more before the show this time. So thank you for that too. Nice. <laughs> Anywhere I can help. Well, he has um, a little extra cool bonus too, uh, Ken. His wife is going to be joining us later. It's their anniversary, and they both have worked together. Um, you know, being in sales management and sales and corporate America, they retired in 2019 to create their own consulting business. And during COVID, when so many people were failing, uh, when people normally fail in businesses in their second year, during a pandemic, they actually thrived and did really well. And uh, they are just super succeeding. And now they're with Digital On Demand uh, with Peter Swain. And it's just been amazing. So uh, he's going to talk about how he used to oversee a team built and they built over 65 million a year. Is that what you produced? That was pretty cool too at your uh, corporate, previous corporate job. So yeah, this guy knows how to land it. He he does. And by the (laughs) way, you're acting as though I don't read the notes of the 20, uh, the 20 requests to be on the show. He did say, I have my anniversary coming. This is where I want to spend it. So I was (laughs) quite clear (laughs) it was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, we're, I know you're in Dallas, but where were you born? Flint, Michigan. Good old Flint. Good old Flint. All right. And uh, share with the audience. So the idea, obviously, with um, not only the Keep Smiling movement, but with our show, Amplified, is how do you create a life you love? And people sometimes think that it's just 
presto and you got the life you love. But as we all know, it's an unstoppable journey of creating and being um, relentless and persistent that no matter what hits you, you just keep going. And that's what your follow-up uh, superpower is. But if you'll tell people on the show that maybe it wasn't always so dandy and always so all good. So what was your childhood like? I mean, I, I, I got to say I was blessed to have the childhood that I had growing up. My parents were, were just absolutely amazing. Um, my father being from Lebanon and being born and raised there gave a different dynamic than my mom, who was your typical Heinz 57 American. And, um, you know, he immigrated in 1973, so I'm first generation American. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of pride that came from that for my dad. And, and for me, it was, you know, he followed his dream of his lifelong dream of I'm moving to America to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And that set the stage for me knowing like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to live the dream life that I want to live. Cause I mean, how could I not? My father got to live his. Right. Do you uh, speak other languages? No, okay. no. My father was just getting into uh, management at general motors at the time. And he was working on getting rid of his accent. So he was speaking English constantly. And by the time we wanted to learn Arabic, it was a little bit later on and he didn't really have the time to teach us. So, well, I will teach you something so you can at least say, I know one thing I learned in Amplified. Asalaamu Alaikum. Ah, <laughs> you know, it's a phrase I've never heard before. <laughs> I know. I can I can imagine. <laughs> so we have keep smiling in Arabic and, uh, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So maybe your dad will help with that part because we, we, we're, what we're doing is we're moving to, towards our 30 languages on cards, actually having the pronunciation key underneath. So you can actually say it, not just hand the card to somebody. Oh, that's fun. Now, where did you get that smile? I mean, it's, is it developed? Was it earned? Did you have plastic surgery? I mean, that's a beautiful smile. Oh, uh, thank you. You know, I'm, uh, I, I just, I accept that my smile is my smile. And in, instead of worrying about whether or not I think it looks right or good, I just smile. And it is what it is. So I was born with it. Well, I love the fact that you engage it so often that you disarm people from having any ill thoughts that they could possibly have about humanity. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I know that we have Mel Arn and you're going to be reproposing to her on the anniversary day. And so we're bringing her on soon. But I, I just wanted to say that your smile reminds me of people I meet, even recently, that they hide their smile because if it's being photographed, <clears throat> they're concerned what the people think of them. And when you are actually showing that beautiful smile, regardless of the construction in the, of the teeth or whatever, you're actually showing your heart, your soul, and you're getting people to buy into your spirit and also your humanity, but most importantly, the love that you exhibit. So Thank I just you. was reminded of that because you just, uh, you're just hitting us left and right. I mean, this is like if we were in a boxing ring of smiles, I would be really on the floor right now. I'm trying to give them back as quick as you give them I thank you. I appreciate that. And you're right. A lot of people do. They get worried about what people think about them, which is probably another thing that will help you get the life you want is to not worry about what other people think about you. Right. All right. So without further ado, um, what anniversary is this? 12th. 12th. Okay. And I understand that you adopted uh, at some point in your marriage, uh, some uh, children Rottweilers and uh, that they probably want, they, you're going to give a little shout out to them, their names, I guess. Yes, we have Gus and Bruiser. Uh, they okay, are, well, let's, are, let's bring Mel on. I want to make sure Mel oh, is able Mel, to, yes. to woo in, in this beautiful announcement of the children of the Rottweilers. Are we, are we good? Uh, uh, I w- I w- there we go. There, uh, there we are. There she is. Yeah. So, Hi. happy anniversary. Thank you. Dirty Dozen. 
I'll tell you what, I, I, I thought we were never going to get rid of Joe and we wouldn't. So we just decided the anniversary would happen today. This is the day we wanted to have you guys on. So yeah. congratulations. Thank you. The, the dozen is a big feat. Um, and so hopefully many more dozens to you. I understand you adopted some children Wattweilers and, and uh, Joe is about to give a little shout out to the, the love you guys have for them. So did you want to do that too? Yeah. Do you want to hear their theme song? Of course. Joe, oh. are, are you ready? Because he starts yeah. it off, but it's, right. it's round. So we got ready? It. Yeah, I'm ready. Do we it. are the best. Bum, 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 bum. We are the best. That's, That's right. right. Gus and, and Bruiser, Bruiser are, are the best. best. Oh, bum, bum, bum. We are the best. We are the best. best. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Gus, Gus and Bruiser are, are the best. <laughs> now, they sing that with you, I'm assuming? That's just not you guys singing. They dance. <laughs> They, they dance did. along. They kind I of wag. Maybe they'd howl. <laughs> so, Mel, what's it like to be married to someone that smiles all the time? I mean, it's got to be just so contagious. Uh, you know what? I I have to stay on top of being grateful <laughs> because uh, I take a lot. You know, after twelve years married and fifteen together, yeah. you I mean, start to get used to it. Right. So when I meet other people and they're like, oh, my husband doesn't compliment me or like they don't they don't have affirmation in their relationship. And I, I pause and I think, wow, I get that all the time. And now, <laughs> thankfully, we have an opportunity to work together in business, not just marriage. And we work out of our home. So I get it. I mean, dozens, dozens a day. Yeah, and, and I guess uh, that, that could be the thing that also hurts a marriage, but it sounds like you guys have done the distance and the, the, the more proximity you have, the more strength you have as a power couple. So that's awesome that you're able to harness that and create something magical. So congratulations. Thank you, Ken. So, uh, Joe, I know that you want to say something endearing to Mel, so have at it. More? Wow. But it, well, no, he just he only sang the song for the Rottweilers. He has not said how important you are. You have told him how much you appreciate him, but it's I his turn. I had a card. I had a poem. <laughs> well, we did, but we didn't get it. We didn't get it to read. I did. We don't I, know about this. I don't well, do here, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the I'll, I'll say the poem then for everyone to hear. And this is what <laughs> I wrote this morning. And I uh, said, everyone get ready to take notes. This is where your 12th anniversary will really go well. <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are blue. It's been 12 years and still feels new. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Sold. That is beautiful. And the <laughs> fact that you memorized it on top of it all, like you didn't need to go get the notes or anything like that. So that's really cool. That's so good, Joe. Thank well, you. You, got, you guys are awesome. Uh, did you want to share how the, the partnership is going, what you guys are up to? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, how much of our journey do you know? I always wonder, I'm like, how condensed or expanded do we, I make it? <laughs> we have two or three hours. And if we can cut out the ums and uhs, we can get oh this down God. to probably 50 minutes. And <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, you can imagine there's a lot of highlights in 15 years. Uh, but since we're talking about the relationship as a whole, I'd like to, what I'm most proud of is how much we've done. And I don't just mean done. I, and I don't use the word try, but I mean, we have thrown our efforts in so many different directions and regardless of outcome, I'm always incredibly proud of how we've worked together, whether it went well or not. I'm always proud that I went through it with him and that we did it, even if it didn't work out. Well, um, you know? we don't have to 
talk in detail about what did not work out. But what I would like to, uh, what I would no. like to say to the listeners, no, to the listeners that hear that there is hope and hear that a 12 year marriage happens and that people can be happy at 12 years. I would like you to be a little vulnerable as you wish to share maybe that it wasn't always easy and that you worked through it and something like that. Is there anything, did you guys ever have a bad day? It was every, every day, all good. Oh yeah. Uh, we've had, um, I, I hate to say bad year because that would mean like throwing out the lessons. Right. But we have right. definitely had super challenging years Mm -hmm. Definitely, where there was more challenging days than easy days. Um, and that's, I, I came back to recognizing, well, when you're growing, when you are making an effort, you're stretching yourself because you want to have something better, it hurts a lot. And um, I, I'd never let us, you know, you can't mire too long, otherwise you're losing your lesson. But I would say it's actually harder now. <laughs> I don't want to give false hope to people who get into marriage. I think the game gets harder. There are parts that get easier, right? You master communication together um, and you get lots of opportunities to do that, especially early on. I, I credit our strength now to really being open with each other in the beginning about what we wanted, not just for ourselves, but in a marriage, in a life and communicating that frequently, even if it changed, even that was scary. Well, Mel, you are freaking awesome. That is such a great response. And I want to say <clears throat> that what I was Hoping I would hear is something like that because Malcolm Gladwell talks about a tipping point in business, but I think there's a tipping point in a marriage. When you put the time in and you actually are committed and you're causing your partner to feel the love and that you are not going to quit, it causes the inspiration, hope that the marriage will last. And even if it doesn't feel inspiring at times that you actually are committed to it. So that's awesome. Uh, did you want to say anything about that, Joe? I 100% agree with everything that she said on that part of it. And I really do feel like I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for her. And I don't mean that in the cliche way, I guess, but I, what I mean it is that I wouldn't have continued to work as hard as I have worked on me to become the man that she sees when she looks at me. And I will never be done working on that man. I know this, mm -hmm. uh, but I truly believe I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for her. And, you know, marriage is the hardest work I've ever done in my life because it's all on me. It's all self-improvement. It's all being becoming a better person, which is the hardest work anybody will ever do in their life. Amen. Mar marriage helps you get there a little bit faster, I think. And I want to yeah. thank Mel personally, because uh, thank you for sharing your husband, because I've been talking to him on the phone a lot the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I, I, I'm on the phone with him all the time. Now, I know you're there. You're just around the around the corner. <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, sharing that a lovely smile so that he can build other relationships that add to your relationship. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. I'm, the, the feeling is mutual at 100 percent, because I think when when I see people add to him, uh, put him in a space where he can add value back, where he's excited, where his ideas are welcomed. I've watched a lot of his journey and he didn't always have that space. So when he meets someone who's of like mind and enthusiasm, I say, you spend as much time as you need because he lights up. So thank you. You're welcome. And, and where are you from? You live Dallas, in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, and is that where you were born? Raised? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So um, yeah, this is so cool that you guys were able to share that. And I'm really excited that we now know you. And uh, the fact, I guess it doesn't surprise you that Joe was relentless in saying that his 12th anniversary would be celebrated on the show. I mean, that was really the, the, that was the takedown, Joe. I have to say, there's not a better place I could be on my 12th anniversary than on Amplified Voice America. So. Uh, me personally, as a marketer, publicist, salesperson, I, I, I would 
be excited and find that romantic if someone <laughs> wanted to spend time with me at a business meeting or on a radio show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess if I was having my anniversary and uh, I was on the Ellen show, I mean, I just wouldn't be that upset. And um, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be upset if Ellen's show was canceled and I couldn't, I was just told to fly there and then it wasn't there. That, that would make me a little bit. Yeah, not the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, Ken, I, I, I want to touch on one thing also earlier. You had asked the question, like, have you ever had any bad days? Yeah. And I know Melanie said something about the year, but I got to say, like, I've had bad moments and I will forever have bad moments in my life, but a bad day? No, mm-hmm. ever. Have, like, that's too much time to consider it bad. Well, I haven't even told the story yet. No, no. And, and he's going to tell the story soon, Mel. But uh, it's actually interesting. I, I don't know if this is a, um, a Mars Venus thing, but, uh, you know, Men just don't remember a bad day either. <laughs> so <laughs> you go back and they don't remember all the mistakes they made. I mean, millions of mistakes. So I, I don't remember even two of them. <laughs> Where a strong ego serves you well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, actually, that's a great point, Joe, is that uh, in, in your perspective, and I, I would say that is the way to have a, a very blossoming relationship is that you are minimizing it, taking over your day and, and shrinking it down to pushing it into gratitude or getting perspective of where you want to be with the, the relationship for that day. And I know, Mel, that uh, your generalization is that it felt that there were too many bad moments that may have felt like it, it was bigger than a moment. So um, thank you for bringing both those points into play. But uh, did you want to share the story at this point since we had a segue there? Well, and I mean, I'm when not- I say the story, I'm not talking about the, I'm talking about the story. Yeah. The story, as in which one? See, that's what it got me too. So, uh, which story are uh, we referring to that you want to start with? Because we do want to have the story, I guess, relate to this because we're about to exit out in a minute or two. So, is it a quick story? If not, we'll I can tease it. I can tease it for you. I can okay. tell you that that <laughs> Mister Always Good was born out of the darkest moment of my life. Okay, that's a good teaser. That is a phenomenal teaser. All right, um, Mel. What would you like to add? Because we're going to go hard and heavy in the second segment to Joe's story, as well as his tips and how follow through and uh, great sales and abundance happens because of what he is doing. So anything else you want to say? Uh, I just want to express gratitude for having us on. It really is special to share this space on an extra special day for us. And I love the opportunity to show people that it's possible and inspire them to keep working on themselves because it always pays off. Well, we're looking forward to having his story and the romance of the 12th anniversary in Dose of Hope, this little 800-page book. And uh, we are going to print in a couple weeks, so the fourth edition. It only takes a couple hours to write. If you have an inspiring story, you can check in with thecutesmilingmovement.com or go to Andrea, and she'll get you on board so you can be published your legacy to your loved ones and share an inspiring thought or journey that you would like to help people that have lost hope. Andrea? Well, we want to thank our sponsors, bees.social, B-E-E-S.social, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, our new sponsor, Digital On Demand. We also are loving on Power of Purpose and MyMakeupLady.com, MenFashion.com, and the TheEMFFix.com. And please keep your heart open and your wallet open for the KeepSmilingMovement.com. 
where we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope. And right now, people really need some smiles with what's happening all over the world. So we would love your contributions. With that, back to you, Ken. Well, I heard about the guy who gave 10,000 Bitcoin for a Papa John's pizza. We'll take one. I mean, we'll take one Bitcoin and make make some smiles out of it, okay? So we'll be back in a minute. Thank you very much. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Roshan on Voice America Influencer Channel, and we were on break, and Joe shared a big secret. I mean, this is a great one for you guys that are just coming back or just joining the show. He said that instead of celebrating your marriage every 10 years, celebrate every 12 years as if it's the decade, and that way when you hit your 50th anniversary, you're beating a bonus 10 years. I love that, Joe. That is so good. All good. Always good. Always. (laughs) All right. So we have uh, the big story. Andre, did you want to give a quick shout out to a couple of our sponsors? Not the whole list of them, just a couple yes, this time. Uh, bees.social, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, and Voice America Influencers Channel, Men.Fashion. Okay. So, Joe, you were telling uh, that you had a really good childhood, great parents, and learned a lot uh, from their work ethic, as well as their character and morals. So anything else you want to say about that with regard to the journey to your first job? And then let's go heavy and hard into some stories. You know, I would just say that, you know, some of the phrases that I didn't like hearing a lot as a child became things that are like grounded me in, in, in the ability to really overcome and things like, um, my mom always telling me like, if you're, you know, you're a kid, you're crying about something that happened. Well, can you do anything about it? If the answer was yes, great, do it and quit whining about it. If the answer was no, well, then quit whining about it. Yep. We have a similar one. We have a similar one. Do you have a problem? No, then why worry? Yes, is there something you can do about it? No, then why worry? And if there is yes, you can do something about it, then why worry? Just doesn't make sense, does it? No, so it no whining, no worrying. We're gonna make. We're gonna have the charts go together and come to the yes. middle. There we go. <laughs> www. Okay, so uh, off to the races with some stories. Let's go. All right. Which story would you like to start with? Well, I mean, I did tease the other th- this one, like where Mister Always Good came from, the birth of Mister Always Good. And before you do, is this going to be a book? Is this going to be part of either your chapter or a book? I'm serious about that yes. because. Okay, <clears throat> just making sure. 
Absolutely. Yes. Thanks for the, thanks for asking. So, um, so uh, after a, a year uh, or so of being in sales at that furniture company, which yes, I did take 21 days to get, I can tell that story next, but um, I had a really great year. I, in fact, I, I made as much money that year as my father had ever made in his life in a year. And I was so excited that I wanted to do something special. And it was 2003. My, my dad hadn't seen most of his family in Lebanon for at least 10 years, which was when we went there as a family in 93. And uh, I was like, hey, mom, sis, I'll pay for half the flight. You guys pay for the other half of the flight. Let's send him back to Lebanon for his birthday. His birthday's in April, but General Motors shut down every year for two weeks in July to change over for the model years if you worked in like the metal fabrication place. And so he would take the month off. And so we planned for him to be gone for the whole month of July. And uh, on the 11th of July, I got the phone call in the morning that he had passed away. He had a heart attack and that, that was the darkest moment of my life. And I went through a pretty nasty downward spiral from there. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I felt like it was, uh, it was my fault. Like maybe if I wouldn't have said, hey, let's send him to Lebanon, he wouldn't have got a blood clot and that maybe he wouldn't have had a heart attack. And so I was just going through that and finding every way I could to numb my, my even thinking of anything. And about a how old were you at this point? 20. Okay. And uh, I was about a, about a year and a half later at a point where I was like, okay, maybe I got lucky my first year in sales. Maybe that's the only reason I was good at it. I hadn't put two and two together yet that me being in a bad place was making my job harder. And uh, I was at a Saturday morning meeting. Uh, probably still half drunk from the night before. And uh, all I heard was two weeks guaranteed pay. And I stuck, stuck my hand up. Got it. Yep, me. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Because I was thinking I'll take two weeks to just figure out if I'm even going to be in this anymore. And guaranteed pay because it was a commission-only job. I was like, okay, cool. I got two weeks that I can like, actually know what I'm going to make. Uh, three days into that thing I volunteered for, which happened to be the seven habits of highly effective people as a course, not just reading the book or doing a mastermind with it, but a full blown course. Um, it all hit me. I was reading something and I, I, I still to this day don't know what chapter it was exactly or where it was in the book, but I remember when it hit and it was like, Oh man, it's my choice. It's all me. I'm either going to make this a stepping stone or a stopping stone in my life. And I can, I can say that, you know, everything was bad, but then it was like, no, I wasn't. It was all good. Everything else since then has actually been good. And I started getting flooded with the things that I could be proud of over the last 18 months, even though I had been so off. And I made the commitment to myself that day, 2004, that uh, every moment from that moment has been good. And then from that point forward, if you ever asked me how I was, my answer was I'm always good. And that has become the biggest source of strength I can, I can lean into is that pain because it no longer is painful for me. It's like, I, I am who I am today because of it. And it was two years later that I was given the nickname, Mr. Always Good by a gas station attendant. So, so do I know it cheers most people up to hear I'm always good. Um, there's another gentleman, Manny Lopez, that says, bless, 
too too blessed to be stressed. He always says that when you ask how he's doing. Do any people uh, give you any pushback? Like, come on, always. <laughs> All the time, especially people who've been around me long enough. Like when I was running, you know, sales teams and, you know, you got the same people they see day after day for two years and they're like, man, really seriously, come on now. Are you always good? No, I'm not always good in every moment of every day. That's ridiculous. Let's be real here. (laughs) But the beauty of it is, is that when I'm down, especially if I'm around other people, I just got to go ask them how they are and they will say something. And then inevitably they will ask me how I am and I can say, I'm always good. Thanks for asking. And so when I'm in the, when I'm down, I ask the question to other people so they can ask me and then I get to remind myself. And that's really where it comes from is a way of me to remind me of how good I am. Well, if, I mean, I know we just met, but if I heard you or I worked with you, I would sometimes have to interject. Why? Just because that would remind me why you're always good. That's a kind of a good question to add. Uh, now, the one that is, I wouldn't say pet peeve, but the fact that you said pet peeve, it's kind of in that arena is when you ask someone how they're doing and they say, couldn't be better, couldn't be better. I'm like, wow, really? I mean, if I was to just pull $10,000 out of my wallet, you know, and say, this baby's yours, but since you can't be better, it's mine. (laughs) I I can feel you on that one. And there are been a lot of people that have asked me why. Right. Why are you always good? Well, it's the same reason I'm always happy. It's because I make the choice. Right. I choose to be happy. I choose to look for the things that I can be proud of in life. I choose to look for the abundance and therefore I'm good. Well, I imagine with the Rottweilers singing that song every day to you. I mean, that really kind of gets you perky and always good too. You know, another one of those things, that song was born out of a very frustrating moment when they weren't listening on a walk and I just started singing it (laughs) out of nowhere and it changed the whole mood of the walk and they fell right in line. So that's really cool. What's the title of your book? I see them marching to the music. What's the title of your book to be? (laughs) Um, I am kind of up in the air a little bit, but I have thought of always good one man's journey of perseverance. That's good. Um, the, the part that you said just a couple minutes ago about it's your choice, I think it's a decent subtitle too, mm. because it, remember when it's, it's, it's about you, the reader is not buying in, but when it's about the reader, the reader's buying in as you know. Mm. So when they see it's your choice, meaning you're throwing it at them you're saying that you're going to invite them into always having a good journey. Taking notes. Well, that's, that's actually a a pivotal one uh, that I had to learn is when you're on the front cover, you're saying the book's about me. And so I I like having the cover about them. And that, that means my vision of what they get out of it. I I like my back cover to, to speak to what I want. I'm committed to them getting for me, putting my time into the book. And if you make it about how great you are, guess what? You just got an ego move there that's only serving you. It's not really going to serve the reader or get the reader to buy your book or to buy into your message, which is obviously the most reason, important reason you're doing the book. So um, let's see. I think, I think we're ready. I mean, this very moment, I feel like we're ready for story number two. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and to be mindful of time too, Ken, it's 20 till. And um, I wanted him to share about digital on demand. As well, well, you know what? We're part I love, in that world now. I love how you just uh, said that story two might have to take a, a back seat to this particular topic. So just to be clear, we have about 10 minutes and we do want to get another story in there. So make it a story about how um, the tips that you are going to say helped you be happy and uh, always good uh, will help other people. So that, that story we can go to right now, and then we can go right to your business or vice versa. Which one would you rather do? This is a choice for you to always oh. have the choice. Always have the choice. We do always have a choice. No matter yes. what, there is always a choice. 
Um, and I In fact, say, their I, choices, you say, I'm not going to do either. Well, there's always secret option C as well. <laughs> um, and uh, I say, how about we just let Andrea pick? Woo! <laughs> Now All you right, because I think her. you can blend them together. Take your 21-day story and blend it how you ended up into digital demand. Uh, wonderful. Okay, so 21 days. This is going to be great. I love this because this is definitely uh, going to work right well into transitioning. And so, yes, at 19 years old, I interviewed for the sales job at a furniture store. They are unfortunately no longer in business, but Art Van Furniture, one of the greatest companies I've worked for uh, out of Flint, Michigan. And um, it was, like I said, like 35 was about the average age of a salesperson there. And I had zero sales experience, like a real sales job, but I'd always done like bake sales, things like that, fundraising for my church, my band, all those different things. And the guy's like, you know, you got a great personality, but it's just, it's the wrong time of year for us to hire somebody with no experience. But, you know, we'll keep your resume on file and you can just check back with us and we'll, we'll let you know if anything changed. I said, okay. And I took that as I'm going to come back every single day until you say yes. And I asked my mom if she could drive me there because at the time I didn't have the uh, money to afford the gas back and forth, but I paid attention. And Mitch did say he liked the Colombian roast coffee at one of the local gas stations up there. And I knew that I had the dollar for two cups of coffee every morning. So I said, mom, if you'll take me, I'm going to stop at Speedway on the way. I'm going to get two cups of coffee and I'm going to walk in. And this is what I did every single day. I would walk in. Is Mitch in? They'd say yes. He'd come out. I'd hand him the cup of coffee. Anything change yet? He'd say no. I'd say, great. And I'd turn around and walk out. Every single day until the last day when he literally snatched that cup of coffee out of my hand before I could even say anything changed yet. Let me guess. Anything changed yet. If you're going to work this hard to get the job, there's no way you're not going to be successful here. So it was a Wednesday and he said, come back on Monday. But I swear to God, if you come back before Monday, you're fired. <laughs> so why did you want the job there so bad? I just knew I wanted to work somewhere where people dressed the way I wanted to dress and you had to wear a suit to work there. Well, that is definitely the only place that they do dress that way. So that is good that you found that place. That's good. It was also hey, um, 20 years ago. So more people wore suits. <laughs> so uh, anniversary talk uh, just to, I guess, close the circuit of, of romance and beauty. Uh, where did you guys meet? At a bar in Dallas. And you fell over and you were so excited. <laughs> Tell me more. I saw her and I told one of my friends that night, tapped him on the shoulder, said, I'm going to get her number tonight. And he said, okay, good luck. I said, no, you don't get me. I'm going to get her number tonight. <laughs> and then I waited until the perfect moment where she was away from her friends. And I so you stopped her okay. right in front of her and said, <laughs> hi, my name is Joseph. What's yours? And then went from there. Mel? Okay, so I, he had the best opening line ever. I want every man to use this. He stuck out his hand physically. And, and there was, there's so much to unpack. There's all these micro distinctions to unpack with his stories. But the things that stand out, you know, he knew his why. He knew his purpose. He was certain. And he never stopped trying. And he never lost enthusiasm no matter what. And he poured every ounce of his sales knowledge into his simple approach to me. He even turned his body so he wasn't like squared on and superimposing. And I didn't see him. I saw his like big paw just like stick out. And he had the smile. Oh, yeah, he worked it. <laughs> and he said, hi, my name's Joe. What's yours? And my manners kicked in. Like he just held firm. 
He didn't look nervous. He was just like so pleased to meet me. It was disarming. That's good. That's cool. So, and then it was all, um, from there, you just went to first date and then proposed. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like right away, you know, like, like every relationship, that's all it takes is one date ready to get married. No, it was no, but I, I get what you did, Joe. Second day you said, will you marry me? And she said, no. And then about, yes, it's almost 960 days later. She said yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, pretty close. It was, it was almost, it was like just a long sale. <laughs> just about two years after we started dating that I proposed and we, we had about a one year long engagement so that we could plan yep. everything out and I kept making sure for that year. Like, are you sure you still want to marry me? Are you sure? Are you sure? Well, tell us I about your business. Oh, yes. So the tell business. Tell us about your business because we have about two or three minutes before we go into a rapid fire. Got it. Okay. So business-wise. Um, so we're with Digital On Demand. We're partners in the business. And uh, we met Peter and Jess, the co-founders, um, a little over almost two years ago now. And we met them because we had spent about $30,000 with another digital agency and got a nice logo and with our other company. And that was about it. We got not one single lead. We didn't really get anything great, but they always love talking about engagement and followers and likes and shares and clicks and whatever, but we didn't get any business out of it. We met Peter to help fill one of our live events we were doing. And within two weeks, he actually got us people that really wanted to buy from us and people buying tickets to our event and getting things going. Then the pandemic hit, which took that into a whole different direction. We worked with him with a couple of his clients that he had with his consulting agency for, for marketing for a little while. And then when he came to us and said, hey, what I really want to do is build this digital on demand out. And I want to turn this into basically like an outsourced marketing director for small and solo businesses and solopreneurs so that they can get the right coaching and advice so that any digital marketer that they use will have the ability to provide them exactly what they need. But let's get them the free stuff first. Let's get them set up the right way. And let's build this out. Are you guys interested in helping us merge ecosystems and make this happen? And we said, absolutely. Because if we can stop that pain from any other small business owner, then we want to. And digital is not something that is a, if you're going to advertise digitally, it's if you're not, you will die as a business. Within the next five years, if you're not mastering it for your company, you are going to go under at some point. It's just inevitable. So there is one other way, Joe, um, that I think you could have taken. And I am not, uh, I guess, shortchanging the fact that I'm very excited about the success and also the integrity of that success. But had you copy pasted that $30,000 logo and sold that to 100 people, you would have been very, very rich. Yes. If they would have all spent. $30,000 on it. Absolutely. Cause I guarantee you most of them would have been like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not buying that. <laughs> it's a good logo though. It is. I, I, I'd imagine <laughs> we won't show it on the show because it would just be a tease. No, no. And we don't use it anymore anyway. So it's even better, you know, good, good deal. <laughs> Andre, did you have a question? Uh, yeah, Joe. Um, so uh, tell us how to tell other people how to uh, get involved and play along. Absolutely. And so you can go to digitalondemand.org uh, and you can click find out more and get set up that way to take a look at what our clinics are. Come on one of our free clinics that we have on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And from there, you can see exactly what it is that we do. See the genius of Peter Swain and Jessica uh, Pereira and, and really see if that's going to be of value to you. Uh, and in fact, I believe, you know what? I actually have even better let me put this in the, here. You guys can get this out to everybody. I'm putting it in our chat here on Zoom. But that's a link for you guys specifically because obviously if they're coming from here or anywhere that's associated with, 
with you and uh so i have a special request can we change that to to smile yeah we sure can we can change sure. it whenever you want. Or keep, smi keep smiling would be better because it's, it's, um, I'm bringing uh, Ken in. I don't know me. how you came and up with so, that, Andrea. Thank you for making it Dr. Andrea. But uh, yeah, please, uh, keep smiling would be lovely. You got it. We'll change it to that. I mean, that's going to be letters coming off and letters going on. I mean, it's going to be an influx and outflux. No, letters. really what we're going to do is we're going to redirect the one we already have to the, and the keep smiling to work in tandem with each other. So if they click on either, it'll go to the same exact place. Perfect. I love tandem. Tandem is such a good, good person. So yeah, we're going to go to uh, some rapid fire. Are you ready? All right. Born ready. A book, a book that changed your life. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I knew it. Mel? Me? You want to play? Uh, you can play. One minute. See, I didn't tell her about it, so she didn't know. Well, that's why I started with Joe. You can play if you want. What's the book? I'm totally playing. One minute salesperson. There you go. Good. Andrea? <laughs> What's a song that gets you jazzed up? Joe? Besides the Rottweiler song. Ah. Uh, Pain by Imagine Dragons. Nice. Mel? Roar, Katy Perry. Cool. Uh, what's a, a, a movie that inspires you? Joe? Rudy. Damn straight. Rudy Rudiker. All right, Mel? The Lion King. Every awesome. time. Oh, yep. My son won't watch it. It's, it's a tough <laughs> sell. It's a tough sell on this one. <laughs> Get him excited about the hyenas and Scar. Um, that, that'll switch him. All right. So, uh, Joe, uh, what did you want to be when you were little? Grow up and be what? Tony Robbins. Nice. Nice. Oh, wow. No? Advice columnist. <laughs> cool. And uh, what is a, what's a quote you live by, Joe? Well, that's, man, there's so many of them. Uh, so if I'm going to think of one, it's going to come two. off the top of my head. You two. Two? You two. Okay, two. Great. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're probably right. Ford. And the struggle is the reward. Mm. The second one's my own personal. The first one, I believe everyone knows who Henry Ford is. So Yes. I've heard, I mean, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Mel? Uh, mine is from Joe's favorite. Uh, Christmas movie. It's um, all you can take with you is that which you've given away. God bless. Andrea? <laughs> which movie is that from? Oh, it's that. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was, but I wasn't for sure. I've been in the music. Yeah. Um, uh, if you had to pick a board game to play, that's your favorite. Which would it be? Monopoly. <laughs> Same. Or <laughs> More money made in Monopoly than we make real money. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Mel, did you say same? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, Joe, what is the ultimate uh, romantic way of celebrating your anniversary? Having a meaningful experience with my wife. Doesn't matter where or how, but a meaningful experience. Mel? Well, same. Uh, especially when we had the tenure and we got to go to a conference together. Everyone thought that was really nuts, but it was magical to share it and share something for each other where we were building. So to me, that, that set a precedent. I want every anniversary to be like that. Cool. Andrea, any more questions or do you want to go? Uh, um, uh, you normally ask this. I'll just ask it for you. I think we have time while we're waiting on Aaron to double check. Uh, a person living or dead that you would like to meet can usually ask that. So I get credit for asking, even though I didn't ask it, yes. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, only because I knew I had to just say something. <laughs> Tom Brady. Cool. Mel? Uh, can I have two? 
for, sure. for this for your anniversary, but not next time when you're not on my anniversary. <laughs> no way. Go ahead. Uh, Oprah Winfrey or Jim Rohn? And Jim Rohn, because you get two. Remember, you got two. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'm gonna add a, I'm gonna add in my second just because she got two, and that's Andrew Carnegie. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Well, good comeback. Good. Good. And and good. a good pronunciation, by the way. Because mm. it, some people say it's Carnegie Hall. You know what yeah. I'm saying. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> I do. All right. So um, let's go ahead with our sponsors. And uh, by the way, you guys are fantastic. Happy anniversary. So glad you did spend a part of it with us. And also the, the, uh, the, the lovely advice that you gave about how to look at a marriage to make it better and uh, make it more valuable and also call yourself to be better for the person. I really did enjoy that. So thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And, and I'm excited by the Keep Smiling movement. Can't wait to be part of that as well and to tell my story. So thank you very much for having us. Well, the cool thing and- is you always have been part of it because your smile is so, so cool and radiant and powerful. But now you're just officially going to share your story about how you create smiles in the world. So that's awesome. Andrea? Thank you. And kudos to you guys, because I've always said a power couple, whether they're married or there's some business together, uh, the way they play together and work together is how they thrive together. So thank you for that. And we want to thank Opus, uh, opus.finance, bees.social, menfashion.com, mymakeuplady.com, theemffix.com, digitalondemand.org forward slash keep smiling, the umbrella syndicate. Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, The Red Carpet Connection, and I feel like I'm forgetting Big Events USA is who I was forgetting. And uh, don't forget to love on, love, 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 love on the keepsmilingmovement.com. We save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope. So we have a new product coming out. And Joe, I asked you your birthday and Mel, as soon as we get your uh, picture, we can add that. But we have the birthday book celebrating 365 awesome people that will light up your day if you know what they're doing, who they are, and you get to support them because they're doing great things. So that is the Keep Smiling Birthdays Happen book. And then we, of course, Joe is going to be part of the Dose of Hope. If you know somebody who is inspiring, this is one of those interesting I guess, models, sales models, Joe, that there's no sale, but there's always a sale. The sale is hope. But I've had countless people say, okay, but what's the catch? What's, what's the buy-in? What's the, and you know, this particular project is about impacting the world. And when you want to impact the world, you don't have a sales sign in front of it. You actually enroll people to come aboard and make a difference in the world. So this project, if you know somebody who deserves $36,000 in publicity to reach 10 million people and share their story in hope of having a reader that has lost hope, regain their hope because they're inspired, this is the time to recommend somebody. We are probably closing this project out in a couple of months. So we're glad to have Joe part of this, but we are looking for some more people to close out the 500 authors. Thank you very much. This is Ken Rashawn and Amplified, and you have a fantastic Amplified week. We'll see you next week. Keep smiling. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.